0: All right, a fantastic open, as always, from Mario Ruiz. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Lakers talk tonight from 7 to 8 p.m., so uh, we got a lot to get into. We got an hour to cram as much as we possibly can in, and we know the Lakers got a busy week. Got the Dallas Mavericks tomorrow, uh, followed by the Minnesota Timberwolves on Friday night, and then Sunday, you got the Chicago Bulls. A lot of shifting and shaking uh, going on around the NBA right now, really in all of sports. So let me start off the show with this, because this is how really the day started, and then uh, I'll get into a few of my topics. Um, Just to give everybody an idea of what we got on tap tonight, we'll talk about the trade chatter about the Lakers, a lot of kind of rumors. What does it say that the Lakers are even in these conversations? Who would have thought that... Um, this would be that much of a conversation. This you could say early on in the season, not that early, but you know what I'm referring to. Um, would you trade Talon Horn Tucker? Would you trade THD? I think that's going to be an interesting conversation today as well. LeBron out versus when Anthony Davis is out. The difference of how the Lakers play when each of those top players are missing. And then are the top three seeds in the West already out of reach for the Lakers? So we'll get into all that. I want to start off the show I mentioned. So Lakers were supposed to have practice this morning. Um, They're supposed to have practice this morning. And, you know, one of the things that we do, we're always kind of, all right, what is coach going to say? Does he have an update on this player? Um, Maybe he starts talking about the matchup against the Dallas Mavericks tomorrow, which we know Luka Doncic won't be a part of that game. And we found out, you know, right when I was starting to uh, do my show with Travis Rogers, that practice was canceled for the Lakers. And you really didn't know why. It says something about health and safety protocols, but nobody really knew. So eventually, um, word gets out that Lakers confirmed that Taylor Horne Tucker is in health and safety protocol. So he's going to be out tomorrow. Um, that's kind of the news today. So it wasn't about will Anthony Davis be back or, you know, get a chance to ask any other questions. The Lakers are trying to, um, you know, obviously have their players right, have as many players um, out of health and safety protocols as possible. So that's, I'm sure, the main reason why they canceled practice. And the fact that uh, THT is in health and safety protocols, he'll now have to wait. It could be 10 days. It could be until he gets two negative tests. So we'll have to kind of wait and see how that happens. So uh, just some quick information there. Um, It's been an interesting week, Uh, you know. I I think, around the Lakers because they had – a couple games, the Oklahoma City Thunder game um, that was on Friday night and then the Orlando Magic game on uh, Sunday. Two games in a row, Lakers actually, they blow out some teams and they look good in the process. And LeBron James carries the Lakers, and AD didn't play in those two games. And now as we're kind of starting to enter the season, so Lakers two games over 500. they they're 15 and 15-13. You're starting to reach a point in the season is um, it, do, do the Lakers – How do they look for this stretch run? How do they look big picture? Uh, Trade deadline's not too far away. Are the Lakers going to make any changes? And then you kind of start hearing a little little bit of rumbling. So Sham Sharani of The Athletic, he put this out. This was yesterday, and I want to read it because there's a lot of conversation about Ben Simmons. He's been um, kind of rumored in a lot of different conversations about potential trades, players that could be involved. The list goes on and on. Um, So with that being said, he put a piece out on The Athletic yesterday said that the Sixers ramping up their efforts to spark multi-team trade scenarios to move Ben Simmons, the New York Knicks, Los Angeles Lakers, Minnesota Timberwolves, Portland Trailblazers, Sacramento Kings, Indiana Pacers, and the Cleveland Cavaliers are among the teams interested in Simmons, sources say. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. Um, the mere fact that, and this is Shams. Shams is, you know, fantastic at what he does. The mere fact that the Lakers are on that list, okay, that's kind of a head-scratcher. What do you mean? Why would Lakers be on the list for Ben Simmons? Um, I haven't heard that one yet, and it, it leads me to a couple of things. Let me first just talk on the Ben Simmons piece first, and then I want to address some of the rumors about Jeremy Grant. Then I want to talk about Taylor and Tucker, and then kind of overall look at how the, the front office looks at this team if some of these rumors and uh, whispers are accurate and they're true. The first thing with Ben Simmons, uh, I'll say is this. To get Ben Simmons on the Los Angeles Lakers, just so everybody kind of understands how this would work, uh, it is nearly impossible to do so unless LeBron, Anthony Davis, or Russell Westbrook were a part of that trade. I think it's safe to say that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are not going anywhere. And then the question would come down to, are the Lakers 28 games in or Um, you know, at this stage of uh, the basketball season, are they already saying to themselves, okay, this Westbrook experiment is not working. Let's abort mission. Let's go try to get a guy like Ben Simmons. Just using that as an example, because um, financially, these things have to work. Financially, you got to match salaries. Uh, I think it's up to 90% that you have to match salaries. So with that being said, um, that's the only way something like that happens. Because uh, even if you had Taylen horne Tucker, or you had Kendrick Nunn part of the deal, you'd have to you'd have to match. You'd have to include eight players that are making the veterans minimum right now to the Lakers, which is two thirds of their roster. And I appreciate CBS that kind of had a breakdown of this article. Um, so I'm taking some of the, those notes from there to make a work like that and not include Russ, AD, or LeBron James. So do I think Ben Simmons? is going to be a Los Angeles Laker? No, I don't. Do I think the Lakers are ready to abort the mission of Russell Westbrook with the Lakers 28 games in? No, I don't. I really don't. I, I, I personally do not feel that they are uh, willing to do that at this stage of the season. Now, with that being said, think of the concept for a quick second. I think the fact that the Lakers are in some of these rumors, are in some of these whispers, I think it tells a little bit bigger of a story. I think what it says is this front office and management and ownership, they're not sold on the current roster. That if ultimately at the end of the day, the goal is what? The goal is to win an NBA championship. Whether that sounds like it's not realistic right now or uh, it's not realistic right now, as in they have a lot more steps to get to before we're having that conversation. Uh, But that's the goal. That was the goal walking into the season. That's the goal every year that you have LeBron James. That's the goal when you have LeBron and Anthony Davis and you go out and you trade for another all-star in Russell Westbrook. That's the goal. So we know that. We know that the, the Lakers, it's either you won a championship or you had an unsuccessful season. And right now, it's really, really difficult to look at this Lakers team and say, yep, that's one of the teams. That's one of the teams with Brooklyn, and that's one of the teams with Phoenix, and that's one of the teams with the Golden State Warriors and the Milwaukee Bucks. They're not in that conversation. Can things change? Of course it can. But I, I pay more attention to not a trade, not a specific player, just the mere fact that if the Lakers, like I mentioned, are part of these rumors, and this is Sham Sharania of The Athletic, that you know he's the one that put potential teams that could be interested in Ben Simmons, then that really what it tells me more than anything else is that the franchise is not sold on the roster that they have, and, of course, they'd be willing to make a move if they thought it would increase their chances of winning a championship. LeBron ain't trying to waste another year of his career. The Lakers aren't trying to waste another uh, year. And they know that You know, when you're all in on a situation, you're not going to just stop short all of a sudden when you don't think that you have the right roster to compete for a chip. So I, I kind of see that perspective right there. Again, I'm going to go back to this. I don't think the Lakers are going to trade for Ben Simmons. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. The mechanics of making it happen is also incredibly uh, difficult and um, and uh, complicated, unless you're you know trading a guy like uh, like Russell Westbrook. Okay, another name that we heard of that I really really like, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant's a really nice player with the uh, Detroit Pistons. He's not a nice player on Detroit but he was a nice player when he was with the Denver Nuggets. He's a nice player if he's on a team where he's asked to be the third or fourth best player. Uh, he's exactly what they need, which is a wing player that can guard multiple positions that's got good size. Lakers are littered with guards. They have so many guards you kind of sometimes you scratch your head and it's like, "Okay, well, how the hell are they going to use all these guys or how can they use them effectively?" So Jeremy Grant is, you know, a player that I would love nothing more, and I'm sure many people would love to see a guy like J- Jeremy Grant on the Lakers. So keep that one in mind because uh, that's a lot. That's a lot different to try to make a deal like that happen. You could actually make something like that happen with a THD, with a Kendrick Nunn, some other pieces, and the question, you know, just comes down to for a Jeremy Grant, Lakers could match. His $20 million salary by offering a couple of those players I mentioned, THT none, a single minimum salary is enough as well to get it done. But the one thing to keep in mind here is, is that of interest to the Pistons, right? They That's, that's a valuable piece for them. There's a lot of teams out there that think, hey, if we can get Jeremy Grant on our team, it takes our team to another level. So uh, would that be enough for the Lakers to go out and get a player like that? Another thing to keep in mind in regards to Jeremy Grant – He's expected to miss up to six weeks with torn ligaments in his thumb. So uh, uh, I think that's something to keep in mind. So if a trade like that happened down the road, he's not going to come back right away. But I I don't think that would stop teams from going to try to add a player like that to their roster. At least I certainly don't think it would uh, stop teams from trying to add a player uh, like that to the roster. So those are a couple of names. Um, that you know you've heard kind of some whispers around, uh, whispers about over the last um, couple of days or so, and I think I really do think it's interesting. I think it's interesting that the Lakers are in some of these conversations. A quick shout out here: Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Happy holidays from Valvoline Instant Oil Change. We appreciate their partnership on Lakers stock. So I'm gonna throw out another quick question here. I mentioned Tailen Horn Tucker, and I mentioned him very casually. I, I almost didn't spend, you know, too much of a. Yeah, you know, if you can go out and get a player like Jeremy Grant, you'd need to include a guy like Tailen Horn Tucker. So I'm gonna throw this out to Laker fans. You could hit me on Twitter at Alan Slewa. You okay with trading THT? You okay with trading this 21 year old, lot of potential, up and down so far this year? Um, Are you okay with trading a player like that? I want to get into that coming up next because, um, you know, THT, at least it feels like this. The Lakers had a decision to make in the offseason. Do you want to keep Talon Horn Tucker and pay him some money, or do you want to keep Alex Caruso and pay him some money? And I think there was always this argument of, well, Talon Horn Tucker is more of a long-term plan. Um, Alex Caruso is more of a short-term plan. And what I mean by that is just Alex Caruso is probably going to have less upside than a guy like THT. This was the vision in the offseason, so I'm not saying it's playing out that way because Caruso's having a great season, and he's been a fantastic fit for the Chicago Bulls. And I think if you put Caruso on any team in the NBA, he's going to help them. He's not going to hurt them. He's going to help them. THT has had a very up-and-down season so far. Well, what would you expect for a 20-, 20, 21-year-old on a championship type of roster needing to play good basketball today? Um, so I think that it's an interesting storyline to look at THT's position and the Lakers' position with Talon Horn Tucker because he is really the only piece left that the Lakers have when it comes to uh, a big time chip in uh, in the uh, in the trade market. Let's talk about Talon Horn Tucker coming up next. Would you trade THT? We'll do that coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on Seven Ten ESPN.
1: Splash! Shifted the tempo. Another great
0: cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, welcome back to uh, Lakers Talk. By the way, if you miss any part of the show, just know you can always download the Lakers Talk podcast on the ESPN app or on iTunes. Uh, Tomorrow, Lakers taking on the Dallas Mavericks. Early start, 4.30 tip-off. So Michael Thompson and I will start the pregame show at 3 p.m. I threw out this question to Laker fans. If you want to be a part of the show, uh, just hit me on Twitter, at Alan Sliwa. By the way, I always take those tweets. Sometimes I'll read it on my show I do with Travis. Sometimes I read it in the pregame show, and uh, of course on Laker stock as well. Would you trade THT? Would you trade Taylen Horton Tucker? Um, and maybe there's a guy like Jeremy Grant available. I mean, I think the bigger question is going to be, what teams have interest in THT and what they're willing to give up uh, in order to get a guy like Taylor Horn Tucker. One of the advantages is he locked up a three-year deal with the Lakers, so you know he's going to be around for a few years. He's incredibly young. He's talented. Let's not question that. Um, the, the the one thing I think just to kind of expect with Talen Horn Tucker, and this shouldn't be a surprise, he's inconsistent. Well, he's inconsistent because he's 20, 21 years old. What do you expect the guy to do? Um, he's playing with LeBron and Carmelo and Dwight and Rondo and Westbrook and Anthony Davis. He's playing with all these vets and Hall of Famers. He's kind of trying to find a way how to fit in with all these players. So I'm not surprised that he's up and down. There's some games you watch him and you say, wow, this guy's got great potential. And there's other games you watch and say he's got a long way to go. So the question is, would a franchise out there, how much do they value a guy like THT? And would uh, they be willing to give up Jeremy Grant's got an expiring contract, so I think, okay, well, if we're going to lose Jeremy Grant, maybe we could pick up another player. Also, a lot of that's going to depend on uh, what other teams are, are willing to give. But let's just stay with the concept of Taylor Horn Tucker. Um, no question about it, if you're asking me, if the Lakers are able to find a way to improve the roster that they have today, that there's a way to improve the team that they currently have, that they have a chance to... Increase their chances of getting back into that championship conversation. Of course he would trade THD. Of course he would. And that's just, you know, I I point that out kind of bluntly here. The Lakers have gone all in. Ever since LeBron James became a Los Angeles Laker, this is his fourth season with the Lakers, they've gone all in. Um, and, And, you know, just see every indication of that whether it was the Anthony Davis trade, whether it was trying to make... the Remember, they're trying to make a move for Anthony Davis. This was at the trade deadline. They weren't able to do it. They obviously were, were doing everything they can to try to make that trade happen. Even if it was hurting personalities or hurting uh, personal relationships or whatever the case is, hurting players' feelings, it didn't matter. They were trying to win. LeBron's on the team. This is what happens when you get an LBJ. You start competing for championships. Um, then they finally trade Anthony da- for Anthony Davis, and we saw everything that happened from there. You traded all your youth. You traded draft picks. It didn't matter. You're all in. Uh, then they win an NBA championship, and even after they win a chip, nope, that's not good enough. Let's go get guys like Dennis Schroeder, and let's go get Montrez Harrell. Let's find ways to make the team a little bit younger and kind of rebuild in the process. But again still with the with the goal and the intention of trying to get championship number 18. It didn't happen. Anthony Davis gets hurt in the playoffs. And then this offseason comes. They didn't hesitate. Who do you want? KCP, Kyle Kuzma, Montrezl Harrell, uh, Dennis Schroeder ends up going somewhere else, didn't sign his extension. We know what happened there. Caruso, they didn't pay him the money. They thought, let's go out and get some of these other veterans and players. Lakers, everywhere you churn, they're all in. Because LeBron James is on this roster, and because they're a franchise that is known for winning championships, not rebuilding. That's not uh, that that if the Lakers can avoid that that process of rebuilding, they would do it just like every other franchise would. But they don't have the luxury that the Lakers do. Lakers can skip steps along the way, and you know, obviously, grabbing LeBron, trading for AD, doing everything they did. That's how they got championship number seventeen. Um, of course, they would trade if Talon Horn Tucker, if there was a good enough move out there, a move that would take this Lakers team and put them back in the conversation with the elite in the NBA. I I don't think – I almost don't even hesitate. Um, You know, I I think the Lakers, at least to this point, have clearly made a mistake in the offseason of whether – if it was a choice between Taylor and Tucker and Alex Caruso – Um, Alex Caruso would have been the right guy. I don't think that many people would disagree with that short-term. Now, THT, maybe in five years, Talon Horne-Tucker is an all-star. But the Lakers... Are very rarely looking that that long down the road because until LeBron James decides he's no longer a Los Angeles Laker or he retires or something along those lines, it's incredibly tough to turn the table or turn the page or turn the chapter and look three four years down the line until uh, you know obviously that were to happen. So as is. Anyone on the roster, the most value of a of a, of a, uh, a piece to trade would be Talon horn Tucker. And if you're asking me, is that something that I think the Lakers would hesitate on? Um, no, I don't think they would. Like I said, you're all in every single season until you know that the window is done with LeBron James and you cannot win another championship with him. And that could be simply because he retires or whatever the case is. Okay. Um, quick shout-out and thank you to our uh, partner, Harris Resort in uh, in Southern California here. Lakers Talk is brought to you by Harris Resort SoCal. Voted best resort in Funner, California, from dining to unwinding. A trip to Funner, California is always a win. Are you game for a getaway? Start planning your trip by visiting harrissocal.com. Thank you to their partnership. Let's keep it moving here. Got a lot going on here. I'm, uh, I'm almost going uh, too fast here. Quick little update, by the way. Trevor Ariza and Kendrick Nunn. Sham, Sharone, Sham Sharani of The Athletic reported this a couple days ago. I want to say it was on Sunday that Ariza will return within the next one to two weeks. Um, you know, he, he had that ankle surgery back in October, plays, played just 30 games for the Miami Heat last season. And then the other update on Kendrick Nunn, and this is we kind of heard something similar from Coach Vogel on this as well. Um, None could have, let's see here, I want to make sure I get this right here, could also return to the team by January after that bone bruise in his knee prevented him from taking the floor uh, so far this year. So a couple updates on that front. We'll see what happens. I I mentioned that Taylor Horn Tucker, he's in health and safety protocols, so he's not going to be playing uh, tomorrow. The last thing I just want to put a button on in regards to some of these trade rumors and everything else. I agree that Lakers should be in some of these discussions, because if what we've seen so far, 30 games in, and you got this week coming up where you got three road games in a row, next week you're going to play Phoenix, you're going to play Brooklyn, you'll continue to find out a lot about this team. I mean, LeBron has been unbelievable. Um, he's been fantastic uh, You know, for the Lakers, not just this season, but he's just been fantastic and uh, what did he get? He got first. He, he ended up. This was last week against Memphis. Gets his hundredth triple double. Only five guys have ever done that. I want to say the very next game, or maybe it was on Sunday night. Um, he passes Karl Malone, all time steals. He's at eleven now. Eleventh now. He's already eight in assists. He's already LeBron's doing everything. Western Conference Player of the Week. The, the guy is doing absolutely everything for the Lakers. Um, it, it's it's funny to watch him when Anthony Davis is not on the floor and how the engine can keep going that how he can still from a quarterback perspective set everybody up he can still be incredibly effective for the Lakers and have everybody else chipping in Um, how he can still control the game on the offensive side and the defensive side what do you need from him do you need him to drop uh, you need him to drop 30 he'll provide that for you how about 10 assists how about 11 rebounds how about three block shots and that's kind of been LeBron his entire career. The one concern is, damn, he's got to do it all on his own again. When um, when when Anthony when LeBron James was out and you had two all-stars in for the Lakers, and I'm talking about those two all-stars being Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook, you don't know what you're going to get every single night. It's not a guarantee that you're going to you know obviously win a game. And those two players are fantastic players, but they're not LeBron James. And then When AD misses a couple games, granted the competition hasn't been that good, the engine still goes and LBJ does everything. Um, It's crazy to kind of watch and to appreciate and everything else that kind of comes with it. I think that's the best way to put it. But LeBron, when he's out versus when Anthony Davis is out, uh, the Lakers can still turn on the engine and go forward. When LeBron's not in there, it's a completely different animal. There's no guarantee of what you're going to get. And LBJ has just looked—he's looked so fantastic, um, you know, in these uh, last couple of games. the The concern that I would have with the Le, with the LeBron piece is the idea and the concept this year was Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis will give LeBron opportunities to take some nights off. That if he's not a hundred percent healthy, that if there is a freak accident or You know, he had the app strain. He had the suspension against the the game in New York. He had the health and safety protocols, which obviously he ended up testing negative two straight times and was able to come back after missing a game. The idea was always, well, when he's not in the lineup, you got two other All-Stars that can carry the Lakers. At least through the first 28 games, yeah, that ain't the case. He's going to have to be there. And that, you know, your chances of winning – um, it, it's it's so much different when LeBron's on the floor and it, let's say LeBron's on the floor and ad's out. I'll take my chances all day long as long as LeBron's in. But if LeBron's not in and ad and Russ are running the show, I don't think you can feel nearly as comfortable as you thought in you know, when, when the trade went down or as we were leading up to the season starting, uh, at least for me, Completely different outlook than I thought it was going to be. I thought he would get more opportunities to say, "Okay, you know what? I don't have to. I don't have to push the throttle, the gas, all the way down. Let me kind of, let me, let me take my time a little bit. Let me be a little bit more strategic in the regular season." I think the only thing we've learned so far, LeBron's got to be in the lineup, and he's been fantastic these last couple of games. And um, you know, we'll see. You know, on the Anthony Davis front, maybe. AD getting off, I, I've said this a couple of different times, I feel like AD's going backwards. I feel like he's regressing from when the Lakers won that championship. Maybe the fact that he was out for two straight games with that left knee soreness, maybe that tells some of the story. Maybe that's why he's not as explosive. Maybe he's not dominating games the way that we think he can dominate games. Maybe he's not top five in the NBA because that's where a lot of people think he should be. Um, I say all that, it, It's that's that's a positive way to look at it for Anthony Davis, but I think a lot of this stuff's also going to come down to, um, all right, well, as the season progresses, is he going to become more and more impactful? Can the Lakers have some time where LeBron's not at his best or is not in the lineup and they could still uh, move the ball along or still have successful games or still have productive games? That's still left to be, that's a question still left to be uh, answered and At least up to this point, that has not been the case by no stretch of the imagination. Um, Okay, this is what I want to do when we come back. So it's funny when you look at the NBA standings and you start kind of looking at where um, where everybody is kind of lining up to be. And the question I'll throw out to Laker fans out there, are the top three seeds in the West already out of reach for the Lakers? I know that might sound kind of crazy. I know Laker fans might be sitting there saying, what are you talking about? We're 28 games in. But I'll tell you what I'm referring to when we come back because I I genuinely think there's going to be certain teams uh, that are 100% looking to uh, wrap up home court, do the best they can to try to get a Game 7 in their arena. And the top three seeds might already be locked up in the Western Conference. I'll tell you what I'm talking about coming up next. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.
1: When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at lq.com. Robert Half research indicates nine out of
0: 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit RobertHalf.com today. All right, welcome back to uh, Lakers Talk. Show's kind of flying, Laker fans. Not going to lie here. Uh, Here's the beauty. Uh, tomorrow morning we'll get back on it, Travis and Sliwa. We'll talk some Lakers basketball pregame show tomorrow as well. Uh, early tip off in Dallas, 4:30 is tip off. So Michael and I will start the pregame show at 3 p.m. Um, okay, so I, I kind of teased this before we went to break. Um, are the top three seeds in the Western Conference already out of reach for the Lakers? Let me kind of reference what I'm talking about. So, listen, if you look at the NBA standings, I know there's some games going on right now. Lakers are 15-13. and That's where they are. Um, And if you take a peek at the standings, here are the teams in front of them. The Clippers, the Grizzlies, the Utah Jazz, the Phoenix Suns, and the Golden State Warriors. Here are the teams behind them. Dallas Mavericks, Denver Nuggets, Minnesota, Portland, Sacramento, San Antonio, blah, blah, blah. Go down the list. Um, Top three teams in the uh, in the Western Conference, Golden State, Phoenix, and Utah. All of them have something very much in common. And I'll tell you what I'm referring to here. By the way, those three teams as well have the three best records in the, uh, in the NBA right now. So it's Brooklyn's got the fourth best record. So what those three teams have in common, um, they're playing for home court. 100% they're playing for home court. 100% that they're looking at this upcoming season or the season that we're in right now And they're thinking we got to have Game Seven in Phoenix. We got to have Game Seven in Utah or up in San Francisco for the Golden State Warriors. They all are thinking the same thing. Every single one of those teams want the number one seed. Uh, You know, Utah is kind of an interesting spot here. They've won seven in a row, eight of their last ten. And I, I, I put Utah in the mix there because don't forget last season, the Utah Jazz had the best record in the NBA. Um home court for those three franchises, I really, really think they will do everything possible to try to have home court. And they're going to try to grab that number one seed. And if it's not the number one seed, then those three teams will be fighting for that number two seed. Um, so that if they do go up against each other, you know, obviously in the, uh, in the postseason, they'll have home court for the second round. When I say that, are those three positions locked, one, two, and three? I actually don't doubt it I really don't because the Lakers mentality um, which you know whether you agree with this or disagree with this and I, I don't I think they're falling into this I don't think this was the game plan they didn't think they were going to be 15 and 13 28 games in of course not they didn't think that they'd have two losses to the Oklahoma City Thunder they didn't think they'd have a loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves at Staples uh, go down the list they didn't think there's you know there's many games so far on the schedule this year a loss against the Celtics without Jalen Brown or uh, a loss against the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard. I I think there are a lot of games that the Lakers thought, all right, at worst, 28 games in, they got to be five, six games over five hundred, right? That's not the case for the Lakers. As the season progresses, once you kind of start understanding that, all right, we're having trouble just getting in a three-, four-, five-game winning streak, winning nine to ten games or something along those lines, I think your priorities change a little bit. But for the Lakers, it's a little bit different. Um, I don't think the Lakers, with Anthony Davis and LeBron James and with Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony, there's enough vets there that kind of understand that, look, if we don't get home court, what does it mean? It means we just got to go win one game at Utah on the road, one game at Phoenix on the road, one game against the Golden State Warriors. And again, I'm not saying that this is the ideal game plan, and I'm not saying this is the game plan Lakers had before the season started, Uh, But I don't think those three teams are going to shift. I really don't. I don't think those three teams on top of the Western Conference are going to move. And I I, kind of lay it out that way because now what you start doing then if you're the Lakers, really what you're fighting for is can we get home court in the first round? Is it probably too early to be having that conversation? Yeah, it probably is. We're in December. We're not even at Christmas yet. We're not even at the New Year. But I don't think the Warriors, the Suns, and the Utah Jazz are going to let up. I really, truly believe that. Go right now. Go to ESPN. Go to the NBA standings. And if you go take a look at the standings, um, don't even do the Western Conference. Do the entire league. It's the Warriors, the Suns, and the Utah Jazz that represent the three best records in the NBA. Uh, Those three teams will fight tooth and nail to make sure that if – a playoff game comes down to a Game 7, or just starting a series, they want it to come through their home court. Now, the one good thing if you're the Lakers, because if, if now the you know you kind of start shifting and saying, and Michael and I have been talking about this in the pregame show, this is part of the reason why I'm bringing it up. Um, if you do kind of take a look at the Lakers' perspective, it's, okay, well, you know, obviously the fourth place, it's right there. What are you, a couple games back? Uh, are the Clippers going to continue to play this type of basketball? And I'm going to give my I'm going to tip my cap to the Clippers because they are playing good basketball and they are four games above 500. Paul George has missed some games. Kawhi Leonard hasn't played yet. Uh, Memphis they've been doing this without John Morant. Dylan Brooks was out in the game. You know where, where Memphis beat the Lakers without two of their top three players. So it's going to be a dogfight to be in the top four uh Denver will eventually get healthy. We'll see what happens with Clippers and their health. You gotta imagine with Dallas, which Luca's not gonna play tomorrow, they'll be somewhere in the mix. Um it'll be a dogfight. But if you ask me if worst case scenario the Lakers aren't top three and you know they end up at the number four seed, um, the world's not gonna end. And what you don't want to be is a seventh or an eighth seed or something along like along those lines because then you're right back in the scenario you were a year ago where you had to play in the playing tournament and then you had to play Phoenix in the first round. And, you know, you always feel like you're playing from behind and whether, you know, Anthony Davis, if he's healthy, do the Lakers get through the Suns? which I did believe that that was going to be the case last year. I think this Phoenix suns team is even better than they were a year ago. Uh, So Lakers, you know, certainly are are making things probably a little bit more difficult than they need to be for themselves. That's kind of the reality of the situation that the Lakers are in. So, um, Top three seeds in the West already out of reach for the Lakers? No, but I think the chances of them going toe-to-toe with those three teams with the priority that they have versus the priority that the Lakers have, it's going to be a tough putt. It'll be a tough putt to be a part of that conversation. So, yes, I'm already looking at the NBA standings. I know. I know, Laker fans. I know it's early. I know uh, looking this early is probably unnecessary, but that's what I do. Uh, Quick shout-out here, Harris Resort, Southern California, a fantastic sponsor here of Lakers Talk. Uh, Brought to you by Harris Resort SoCal. Voted best resort in Funner, California, from dining to unwinding. A trip to Funner, California is always a win. Are you game for a getaway? You can start planning your trip by visiting harrissocal.com. So you know what's kind of crazy here? And I know this isn't a sexy conversation or uh, a conversation that we have on a on a continuous basis. Um, man, a lot of sports and a lot of the NBA right now is being affected by COVID. And I, I'm gonna I want to read off a couple things here. So a few things happened today. And, you know, we'll see what happens. And as the season kind of progresses, how much of an impact this is going to have. Will the Lakers have some games that are postponed? I, I don't have the answer to all that. But COVID has most definitely impacted the league so far this year. Um, first things first, the NBA said um, that, NBA executives said that health officials expect uptick in COVID-19 cases to continue through Christmas, through the New Year's, and into January. So, um, it, it it's going to be something that they're preparing for. It's certainly going to be something that you know they're obviously expecting to get worse. And if you just look at what's happened in the last couple of days, today alone, this is a good example, just today alone, let's not even look any further. Um, today alone, you have uh, the Nets, they have five guys now uh, listed in health and safety protocols. They added four to the list just today. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge was a part of that list. DeAndre Bembry, James Johnson, their power forward, and uh, and Javon Carter. Add that to Paul Millsap, who was already on uh, on the health and safety protocols. That's just today. All right. We also learned that Talon Horn Tucker isn't going to be in Dallas tomorrow. We'll see how long he's out for. He's health and safety protocols, and the Lakers canceled practice today because of that. Um, it is uh, it, it's interesting what happens. You know, moving forward, the Lakers, for example, have the Bulls on Sunday. Sunday, uh, the Bulls already postponed two games because of this corona out coronavirus outbreak that they have within the team. They had ten players um, uh, under health and safety protocols, so it, it's a unique wrinkle to the season. It's a unique wrinkle to sports, and you know, no one's in a bubble, so this is not something that I think is going to go away tomorrow. You know, they've always said as you, as you get to the colder months, a lot more, te- a lot more people are spending times indoor together. So it's a lot easier to transfer the virus. So we'll see what happens. I don't have, uh, you know, obviously a, a solution or any of those things. It's more just kind of pointing out the obvious here. This is what happened. This is how it's affecting uh, the NBA and it's, you know, affecting the Lakers and could potentially affect things that happened this week and could affect some stuff down the road as well. So something to keep in mind. Um, Okay, final segment coming up. A couple things that I want to do here. Lakers got some real tests. I I want to actually make an example because this upcoming schedule that the Lakers have, not just next week or not just this week, but next week as well, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the Rams and their Monday night football game yesterday against the Arizona Cardinals. I I think there's some ties into that. Plus, ESPN, as always, they do their NBA power rankings. They do them every single week. I'll tell you the top five teams in ESPN's power rankings plus where the Lakers Lakers rank on that list. So we do that uh, on a week-to-week basis. We'll do all that and then preview uh, the Lakers uh, against the Dallas Mavericks tomorrow. Stay right here. Thank you for being a part of the show. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.
1: Are you tired of uncomfortable, stuffy clothing when you're on the move? TASK Performance is here to revolutionize your active lifestyle. Crafted with their innovative organic cotton and bamboo fabric blend, TASK Performance's Carrollton Collection is TASK's all-time most popular active wear. TASK Carrollton Collection is breathable, moisture-wicking, and provides USPF 50-plus sun protection, keeping you fresh, cool, and comfortable all day long. TASC has harnessed the natural performance qualities of bamboo to deliver amazingly soft and durable apparel produced in an ethical and sustainable manner. Whether you're hitting the gym or on the trail, the golf course, traveling, the office, or just around town, Task Carrollton Collection will help you feel better, move better, and live better. Available in dozens of colors. See what better looks like at TASCperformance.com. Use code SPORTS to get 20% off. That's code SPORTS at TASCperformance.com. Task, creating the most comfortable performance apparel on the planet.
0: All right, big week for the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay, I know I say it every week, but I, I really mean it. Um, they got three road games. You got some, I think, opportunity, actually. I mean, if you really – let me break down what the Lakers got on the schedule, and then I, I want to talk about the importance over the next two weeks for the Lakers. So – I was trying to make an example here of if you look at what the Rams did yesterday against the Arizona Cardinals, it wasn't just a win. It was a statement game. And I think as as we turn back to the Lakers, you got Dallas tomorrow, Luka's not playing. Okay. Um, then you have on Friday night, you got a Minnesota Timberwolves team that handed it to you. Let's not, you know, let's not sugarcoat that by any stretch of the imagination. They handed it to the Lakers um what was that uh, uh, 2 weeks ago or so at Staples Center whatever it was um but but they beat the Lakers at Staples it's not like the Timberwolves are this unbelievable team they're below 500 so i'm sure there wants there's some payback for the Lakers you're going to have to play good basketball yes they have some good individual players but it's not like the Minnesota Timberwolves are the Brooklyn Nets and then you close it off against the Chicago Bulls now who knows what kind of lineup the Bulls are putting out there you know i just mentioned this that health and safety protocols the Bulls Uh, they postponed two of their games. They were supposed to have a game against the Pistons. They were supposed to have a game against the Raptors. Uh, That's not happening. So we'll see what eventually happens and who the Bulls have that are healthy and ready to go on Sunday. But some of the names on that list is Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan. So, you know, obviously some key guys for them as well. So I say all that because this week is key for a number of reasons. Um, Did you really turn the corner? Did you win two games in a row? Did you win five of your last seven games? Because that's where the Lakers are. They've won five of their last seven games. Because you're a better team, or was it because of the competition? Um, did you learn from your mistakes, or are you right back to square one? We're going to find out this week. Because if they go 3-0 and this week, then I think you could start kind of having that conversation of, okay, hey, you know what? Lakers are uh, That's a pretty good squad right there. They're looking better than we thought. Um, they are a better team, or they're the exact team that we thought they were going to be before the season started. Okay, Maybe not that dramatic on that, but that they that they are churning a corner. But the real test is going to come a week from today. The real test is going to come Christmas night at Staples Center. At that time, it's going to be Crypto.com Arena. i got to get used to that, Laker fans. That's going to be the real test. The real test is going to be when I try to make examples of the Rams going into Arizona and winning against the Cardinals, that sent a statement around the league. Now you have other of these upper echelon teams, the the elite in the NFL saying, okay, all right, here we go. Yup, that's the Rams. That's a Rams that we all thought you're going to have to face in the playoffs, and they'll be a Super Bowl contender. Lakers don't have any of those on their uh, on their resume so far this year. But you know how they can get there? A week from today, which, by the way, Lakers talk I'll have next Monday, so we'll get a chance to preview that Lakers and that Suns game, and we'll know how the Lakers did last week, uh, or this week specifically. Um, The way you can get there, the way that you can not only say you're turning a corner, not only beat bad teams like they did these last two games, go beat the Phoenix Suns at Staples. That will send a message around the NBA. Follow up with that, a win against the Brooklyn Nets a few nights later at Staples, that will send a message around the NBA. That's why, you know, when I say I think these games are uh, they're very interesting and I think these next couple of weeks for the Lakers are going to be very interesting, that's what I'm referring to. What I'm talking about is not going and just beating anybody. Go beat the best of the best, and then people will start turning their head and saying, all right, well— That didn't last very long. We thought the Lakers maybe weren't that good of a team. Maybe they weren't going to be competing for a championship. You could shut all those critics up, in my opinion, over the next couple of weeks because your competition is going to get a lot better and you got some road games in the process. Uh, Shout-out here to Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Before hitting the hot the highways this holiday season, just head into your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. We say it all the time. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Happy holidays on behalf of Valvoline. Um, okay, so that's a little bit of preview of what we got coming up for the Lakers. I did mention that Luka's going to be out tomorrow. Uh, the test next week against the Suns and the Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn Nets. Can't wait for that. Um, another thing I like to do in the final segment here, ESPN power rankings as we do it. So I know there's a lot going on already this week. Power rankings came out yesterday. I want to list out the top five, and then I also want to list out where um, the NBA put the Los Angeles Lakers. So the number one team in this week's power rankings on ESPN – the Phoenix Suns, the number two team, the Golden State Warriors, the number three team, the Utah Jazz. What a coincidence, where I was talking about how I thought those three teams, they're going to fight tooth and nail to get this thing done, to do everything they possibly can to have home court. They not only represent the top three records in the Western Conference, they represent the top three records in the entire NBA. So there's your one, two, three. Brooklyn and Miami after that is four and five. Where are the Lakers? top 10? No. Are they top 15? Yes. They actually moved up some spots. Um, They went from uh, 18 all the way up to 13. So the Lakers sitting at 15 and 13 as they kind of do these power rankings. They obviously thought that they would give the Lakers a little bit more credit here. They've won five of their last seven games, as I mentioned. So a lot going on around the Lakers. My curiosity is going to fall on a couple things over this next week or so. Um... Does LeBron James continue to uh, play fantastic basketball? Do the Lakers only win if he plays nearly perfect basketball? That's kind of some of the danger with uh, with some of this that you got to rely on uh, the almost thirty seven year old on a night in night out basis. Uh, how much will the other players step up? What happens with uh, you know Russell Westbrook and some of these other players for the Lakers? And then I, I'm I'm always curious from an NBA perspective. I want to know what happens with some of these rumors. Uh, ben Simmons, you know, it's obviously such a big piece for the Philadelphia 76ers. Are they finally going to be able to move him? And if they do move him, what do they get back? Uh, and, and I already talked about all these other players as well. So um, it's going to be a busy week for the Lakers. It's going to be a busy week right here on Seven Ten. So we got a lot, obviously, that will be following around the Lakers. A couple quick shout-outs, too. Tomorrow morning, I'm back on air with Travis Rogers. That will be from... Uh, uh, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., so we'll get back with the Lakers. 3 p.m. pregame show with myself and Michael Thompson. Lakers talk not until next Monday, so we'll do this again as well. Uh, uh Thank you to Michael Funches doing everything behind the scenes. Thank you to Laura Romo, and appreciate everybody that uh, listened to the show and is a part of the show. Uh, L.A., as always, have a great rest of your night.